Merry Christmas and welcome back to the Find and Follow podcast where we are all about helping you find and follow Jesus in your everyday life. Scott, Kyle, and Craig, getting started with myself. Scott, Kyle, and Craig. Somehow I feel like I will mess up our names and it's really like a pause point. It's like the soundtrack in your mind. Yeah. I try to help people know you. who you uh, who you can expect to hear on the podcast in these voices that are mysterious. We are in this series soundtrack. And one of the soundtracks that I have that I don't like is And Um. And Um. And Um. And Um. Because we're in the world where... That you hear when you hear other I people hear, speak? No, I hear myself. Oh, when you... Okay. Yeah, I don't like it about myself. I am going to try on this podcast not to say And Um. Now I'm just going to think about it, hear it from you, and I'm going to probably say it. Get a buzzer out. Get like the taboo buzzer or something. Chet Holgram. Holg- Hol- 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 Holgram. Why Did you I do any that? mouth warm-up exercises this morning? Holmgren. Holmgren. Uh, Two syllables. For his post-interview from the Zags the other night, you uh, you know. He said it like every other word. Yeah, it was a really good game, you know. And, you know, uh, I'm really proud of our team, you know. And it's just been, you know, really great to, you know, see the development. I'm like, bro. Yep. Yeah. We the, have. I do know. I do the know. PR I watched, teams, the I, PR team's going to help him out with that. I watched the game, bro. I he's know. In, he's not in high school anymore. He's an adult. He's trying to go get a career. They'll help him out. They'll be like, listen back on this one. You what know? do you hear? You know? You know? We all have uh, habits like that in our enunciation. And uh, I, I am indebted to a, a public speaking teacher that I had in school way back in the day who actually was uh, almost like, a, she was very militant about that. After you got done with a speech, and you thought, oh, that was awesome, I did really good, you know? She would critique every time you said, uh, and fur, and, you know, fur. Yeah, it's fur. not tuh, it's to, you know, T-O. Right. Because we, we say tuh and fur. And you start focusing on it, and you realize, oh my gosh, we really do have bad habits. Yeah. And then you start noticing it in other people. Right. And that's one of the beauties of this series soundtracks is we're becoming more aware of ourselves and hopefully others, but not in a real critical way, but a helpful way. But I'm becoming more as I hear myself say things and I'm in conversation um, where we were just having a conversation with somebody right before uh, we pushed record on this podcast. And they were like, well, that's the way life goes. You know, that's the way it is. And I wanted I was, you know, agreeable because. But then I was like, and I literally said out loud, like, no, it can change. People can change. Like, it seems like it's not going to change because that's their MO. Mm-hmm. But no, hearing those soundtracks, I don't, I don't want to find myself. So for us, since we speak a lot, that's recorded, podcast, messages, whether it's even just a short, do, I'm doing a welcome on a Sunday morning or a giving time. Like, there's a lot. I watch myself back. A it, lot. It's the only way to get real feedback. Because what you think happened, and when other people are like, no, it was good, it was great. And then you watch it back or listen to it back, like, ah. Yeah, so. that, that's what we did in, in our preaching practicum class, is we had to give a message in front of the class, and they would record it on a, uh, on a VHS tape. A VHS yeah. tape? You're not that old. I know, no but way. that's... No way. What? they just old technology. Yeah, they, they didn't have upgrade. the technology to do, I this don't know, early digital. 2000s. Yeah. And they, you had to buy part of your class. You had to buy books. You had to buy a VHS tape, and they I don't and you had to go to like the deep dark back room of the library to watch it. It was the only place that had a VHS. Yeah, again, I'm like, why why couldn't we do that digitally? I don't know. And then you had to watch yourself on the VHS, and it's same thing. That's, like, that's painful. They by would the way. Uh, 
your teacher would critique you and your class would critique you. Like, hey, you know, this didn't work super well. You said this. And, you know, when you get that critique, you're like, it wasn't that bad, was it? Right? Like, I, I thought I did better. And then you go back, watch it back, and you're like, oh, man, that was terrible. They were right. Like, I remember vividly one girl was like, it was kind of distracting. You kept touching your face. And I was like, yeah, I had kind of a runny nose from I remember. And I'm like, but it wasn't that bad. And then I watch it back, and I'm like touching my face every three seconds. I'm like, dude, stop touching your face. <laughs> Quick, get a, get a hanky. Pause. Yeah. So it's one of those things with soundtracks that's helpful. We're talking about this. The series is what's on repeat in your mind. These, these thoughts, the ideas about life and others and who God is and how life works. And we just create these grooves. We create these sayings and sometimes they're decades old or generationally mm, old and, yep. and and in a positive way that's good and maybe it'll be like hey this is we're laying hands is or this is our household and we don't do that we treat each other with kindness and respect that's what we do and we have that soundtrack running through i remember in the early days of my marriage to your mother um i encountered her soundtracks and realized how different hers were from mine uh, in particular, just in regard to just her relationship with the Lord and, and life and, and the future. So whenever I'd find myself worrying, fretting over something because I was anxious or I wasn't sure how it was going to work out and is it going to work out? And, you know, I started getting into that. She would just say, like, I, I, just, I just believe God's going to take care of it. And it used to annoy me because I thought, well, that's because you're not dealing with the facts. I'm dealing with the facts. You're just in la-la land. But she was actually right, of course. And it was because she just had that soundtrack. Her, her relationship to the Lord and her outlook on life was just a whole lot different. And she helped me tremendously. That's good. Are you guys Langhanses or are you Langhans? Langhanses. Langhanses. Is yeah. is. It, it's correct either way, but uh, I say Langhanses. Yeah, we don't. The Langhans? Hanses. Is it Jesus or Jesus is? Jesus is skateboard. Well, Kyle, I don't know if you know this, but there's only one Jesus. That's my point. Yeah. Well, it, possessive. If it, is it Jesus' blood or is it Jesus' blood? So I'm going to try to move <laughs> us along here. So he has all the blood. It's his blood. Anyways, so the reason I, part of why I don't like the and um is not just for the technical fluency and sounding more professional or just more eloquent. It's the fact that I know I do it when my mouth is running a little bit faster than my brain. Just thinking that. And that's, it's my, hey, let's keep this thing going. And sometimes it's in an effort. One, I enjoy conversation. I enjoy talking. But sometimes it's, it's in an effort not to breathe in the conversation and not let anybody else jump into the conversation. So do you have something going on there? Apparently my watch is ringing. You're, you got an important phone call? Are you trying to interrupt me? Not make important. a point about I, my I silenced point? my phone, but I did not silence my watch. Man, all right. Oh, my gosh. So... So I know at times it's just like keep talking and then you, and um and you just gotta don't know what I'm gonna say next but I'm just gonna keep the motor running and did your phone just go yeah. off? What is? Are, do you, are you guys on a yeah. text thread together? The important people are you know trying to reach us. Mute that group conversation here. We're kind of doing a thing right now. So I know it's it's deeper than for me it's deeper than just a filler word and saying the you know or and um which is annoying on just surface level. That's. When you hear, what is that kid? Nin 18, 19, Chet Holm. Yeah, and you're 18, like, oh, yeah, 19. yeah, dude, you haven't done a lot of public speaking before, and you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, you give somebody like, like that a pass. Yeah, you might, uh, a national audience is watching with the camera in your face, and you just got done playing a game. And but he's going to have to grow quick. Oh, for sure. Because he's not going to get interviews. Yeah. Unless it becomes a shtick like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. 
just hear some where that guy's time. incredibly intelligent and then he had this public persona of like a thug and but he was just he was just working it like yeah. he knew what to do so it's deeper than that for me it's the the mouth is running the brain's not quite there i get excited about talking sharing something i can see kyle wants to jump in so i'm just going to keep talking so there's no breathing room that's good self-awareness scott well that's part of this whole soundtrack Absolutely. thing and it comes up because I'm checking the podcast, make sure it, you know, when it goes out, make sure it's there, it sounds right, the audio levels it between us, which let's just go a little little pat on the back here. We've been doing it pretty good on the audio train. And lately. by we, you mean you. No, you help. You give me feedback. A little we bit. tweak things. Yeah. We put some threshold and gate and things on the board. I don't know. You're learning. We're Sound learning. Engineering. We, we, we're, you know, we're making it happen. There's been some bad episodes. Yes. And so people Like have the one that you through. forgot to record? That one was pretty bad. It was just the camera audio? Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. That's like, just just skip that episode, whatever number that is. I, I couldn't listen to it. Some people have listened. Amy, out of last week, my wife, was like, I think I've listened to every episode. You guys were talking about that. Wow. So People come and up she, to me, and, and I, sometimes I forget. You know, we share the same stories in meetings and, and different stuff, and I'll forget, like, oh, yeah, I shared that story on the podcast. Some people come, hey, I heard, remember that story you were telling about this and that, and it's like, what? She's like, when did I tell yeah. you about that? <laughs> I don't remember telling you. Oh, it was on the podcast. Gotcha. That's right. Uh-huh. So, so let's jump in your soundtracks, and we're, uh, we're wrapping up the series this Sunday, so we can dive into that content as well. Um, but the four weeks we've talked about soundtrack, what's on repeat in your mind, just this big idea, but then about ourselves and how we think about ourselves and have all this you know, self-thought and self-talk that's good in some ways it's godly in some ways but then also a lot of ways harmful not helpful uh, we talked about our soundtrack about others i talked a lot about the good samaritan and the cultural biases we have then craig you this last week you just talked about life like our conversation right before we push record like well that's just that's the way just, it is that's just the way life is yep and you kind of resigning yourself for like yep that's it's not going to get any better than this lord willing we've got a few more decades going here um that's just the way it's going to be for like 50 more years that's the way it's going to be. Uh, and then this week, Kyle, you're, you're hitting us with just our soundtracks about who God is and what it means to follow him and how he intersects our lives. And um, so we can jump in anywhere and all of the above on this idea of soundtracks. Wow. There's so much there. Right. Where, where I just start? Threw it, threw it all out there because I'm just at, I'm, I'm having tons of conversations around this. Like it's a yeah. really helpful relevant people are coming up to me it, it, again it's helpful for me i'm listening to myself it's helpful for amy and i the other morning um we got a, a work thing about you know someone wanted us to redo their furniture and so they're sending us an email and pictures and it's just without going into the details just kind of a story we've heard before and it's annoying to amy because they start a project can't finish it they don't start it properly and then we they want someone kind of jump in and bail them out so she was annoyed and she would she would share this. She doesn't mind me. I hope not. She, she's <laughs> li- she's listening. She'll be listening to this at some point. <laughs> um, but she was just kind of annoyed. It's a familiar, and we don't know the person. And she just kind of starts on the rant, right? And I was like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. Let's what are we, what are we doing here? Let's let's change the soundtrack here. Let's be thankful that strangers are emailing us like to help them, and if we can serve them in some way. Uh, like that's what we've been working on for the last five, six years. We didn't have people emailing us out of the blue to 
help us. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. And she was very responsive, and it changed instantly. And it really helped our, our tone in our conversation because it's really easy to jump in when someone's going down that road. And you're like, yeah, 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 this kind of feels good. Let's start ranting and let's start raving. It's just so it was one of those helpful things. Yeah, because we didn't even talk about that last week. I know we spent some time with uh, the soundtrack of others and different stuff like that. We didn't even dive down the, the way that manifests in some really harmful and hurtful ways like gossip and different stuff like that where you say this soundtrack, right? It doesn't even have to be your soundtrack, but Craig comes to me and says, I can't believe what Scott did today, and he was so rude in that meeting, and the soundtrack that's been repeating in his mind for so long because you offended him or whatever, and instead of dealing with it in a healthy way, then he goes to me, and then I'm like, yeah, hey, Scott was mean to me in a meeting, too. That He is a jerk, and let's... And he, then we just he's go... always rude. Yep, we just go down this rabbit hole, and then next time we sit in a meeting with you, we're, we're mad and we're fuming already, <laughs> and you haven't even done anything because the soundtrack's just been going, and it affects our perception of you, and then our attitude, and then our behavior, and then maybe the meeting's all weird, and we're gruff, and there's something awkward, and... You're oblivious going like, wait, what the heck is happening? Well, we've just had this soundtrack going in our mind, and we we let, we let gave life to that thought with words, and then we dwelt on that, and it just got deeper, and the wounds got deeper. Instead of dealing with the offense, we built a fence, and it's just there's so much there that this soundtrack is understanding the, the massive power between the repeat, and I talked about it a little bit week one, like the, the brain chemistry and the firing of the synapses, and... You and I talked about it, I think, not on the podcast, but uh, you can go and Google that and watch video images of some some simulated, but some real where, you know, they put you in the thing. I don't know what they do. It's an MRI. Or, yeah, MRI. And they can watch your brain chemistry fire and, and watch, you know, your brain's like lighting up like a Christmas tree or the 4th of July and these different things. And as you think thoughts, your brain is firing synapses and, and writing, you know, it's like code on a computer or... You know, these, these grooves in a record, your brain is writing, and the powerfulness of that. So the deeper we, we do that with negative things, the more it affects every area of our life. And God knows that. He built us. Yeah. He knows that the, the power of transformation comes through um, our thoughts and what we think, and then it has to be coupled with action. And Jesus said that, and, and that's what I was talking about. Week one, here's the two greatest soundtracks is, and it really is just one soundtrack, is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and all of your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so all of your passion, all of your energy for the day, all of your resources and, and the stuff you have, all of your thinking power to, to love God and to love others, that's the greatest soundtrack. This should always be on repeat. It should be track one, maybe only track and we should then, therefore, he goes and talks about the Good Samaritan story is the people who took action, the person who took action is the one who loves God and is a neighbor and loves their neighbor because they took action. Sometimes we get caught up, and I think the misrepresentation and sometimes maybe the, the bad theologies, people are like, oh, you just think things, and then therefore it manifests and transforms you and does stuff. Well, it starts there, and it starts with our emotions. It's coupled with our feelings about life and our experiences. But God's saying, be renewed by the transforming of your mind. Then you'll know the will of God, and you'll be able to like walk that out on a daily basis. You'll stop on the side of the road, and you'll help the person, and you'll use your resources, all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind to help that person is what Jesus is pointing at. And it's super clear. It's not confusing, and we just need to take action on it. 
the transforming of our mind is is uh, not just us having a good idea or a, a wish list of what we want our life to look like, but it's the transformation of our mind or the renewing of our mind, Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, it is about God's truth, not, not the truth that I want to be true. It's, it's God's truth. I'm, my mind is transformed, and then because my mind is transformed, my life is transformed. When I get God's truth into my heart and into my mind, and I'm looking at life and understanding things according to what is true, not what I might want to be true. And that, that's what makes it different from positive thinking or mind over matter or whatever it is that other people are, are into. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about God's truth transforming us and us seeing things the way we should see them and having soundtracks that reflect that truth. Yeah. Let's, let's drill on, down on that a little bit more because I think that's a, a very important thing and it can be a subtle thing for a lot of folks because a lot of the teaching and preaching and rhetoric, and I've said it plenty of times, is God is for you. Like, if you're with God, you know, he's for he you. He is for us. But God's not for everything I'm doing. Because there's sin out there. God's not pro me doing sin. He's not for me in the sense of approving of my lifestyle, my choices, you know, as a whole, as a blanket. Like, okay, God, you're going to come my way. And what my definition of right and wrong is you know, I'm going to reference back to Judge Jesus series and High Sounding Nonsense series. Um, sometimes I think people will think, oh, God's going to come my way. And God's going to be over here and he's going to jump on with what I'm doing because he's for me, not against me. But not he's not for everything I'm doing. I he's for I, me. I, and I think it's an important distinction because you're like, wait, where's God? What's it? Why isn't he come? No, yeah. no, no. God's wanting you to go his way every single time. And I, I, I think there's some helpfulness there. Yeah, there is. And I think one of the helpful ways to understand that is you take a family environment. So it, it, let's just assume we got healthy parents. They love their kids. Got a fairly healthy family environment. Yeah. The, the like parents are for their kids. Yeah. Let's just. Like the wonderful environment the, you grew up in. <laughs> oh, the one oh, I grew well, up in. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, those parents are for their kids, but they're definitely not for everything their kids are doing. No. So. So that's, a, I think, a, a parallel to how God is for us, but as you point out, not for everything. He's not in favor of everything that is part of our life currently. Yeah. But, but the fact that he's for us has to do with him seeing a much bigger picture than we ever could see. He sees what's going on in our lives right now, but he sees where he's going to get us. He sees where he's going to take us. He sees who we're going to become as we follow him. And, and that's the context, I think, the strongest context in which he's for us. He's for uh, who we are now, and he's also for who we're going to become when he's done transforming our lives. Yeah, because it can slip real quick into a me-centered universe and me-centered world where, yeah, God's for me, and so he's propping up my life, and he's bolstering what I've got going on and my desires and my will. And it's like, oh, no, we forgot about the submit yourself to God part. We forgot that it's his universe. So, God, what are you doing? How do I join you? I'm on your team for salvation. Okay, what does it mean to love you and to love others then? And let me carry that out in the soundtrack where, wait, where's God? Why isn't he coming through? He didn't answer me. Uh, he didn't provide for me. Yeah, he might have answered you. He might have said, no, we're not doing this, buddy. This is not, this is not good for you. It, what, what we're talking about is really a, a two-sided coin, and both sides are, are true. Both sides are important for us to understand 
but if we emphasize one or at the expense of the other, we, we lose sight of an important balance. Um, I, I did a, a pair of messages at a, a nearby church over the summer, and week one was uh, me just emphasizing how much the scripture says that God's on my side. He's got me. He's for me. He wants to bless me. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of scripture. It's a very easy case to make for that. But then the second week I said, well, now that's one side of the coin. But the other side of the coin is, are you on his side? And I used the passage from Joshua chapter 5 where um, they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Joshua is a military leader of the nation of Israel. And uh, he's out on patrol and he encounters someone. And he, his first question is, are you for us or against us? Friend or foe? Are you an enemy? Should I fight you or are you an ally? Because he doesn't know. And he probably has drawn his sword at that point. And then the response is no. Because it's the Lord who's appeared in human form to, to Joshua at this point. We know that from the text. Um, he says, no, I come now as captain of the host of the Lord. And the question, Joshua, isn't whether I'm on your side or not. The question is, Joshua, are you on my side? And so it, it, Jesus is for us. But as you're pointing out, our response to that needs to be that we're on team Jesus. We're on his team just as much, should be on his team just as much as he's on our team, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, and back to your, the point that you were making, Scott, in that I mean, we didn't hit this a ton week one because I think most of the time in our relationship with God and in our understanding of our self-identity, we, we swing the pendulum further. I think as a culture specifically and as a society today, we talked a lot about anxiety and depression. That We, we tend to be on that side of the spectrum more than the... I'm the most amazing gift ever. There is definitely both sides, but I think as a culture and as a whole, we tend to devalue ourselves, um, not understand our worth and our identity. So I, I spent more time on that. But the other side of the coin is just as true, is that there's this humility that we talk about that means, one, I understand my giftings. I understand I'm not worthless, that I do have value and that I have gifts and that I can give and bring things to the table. And on the other hand, I think I don't think that life's about me. I don't you. I don't think all those gifts are making me the best thing in the world, and that I'm. You're welcome. I'm here, and all of these types of things. So understanding that appropriate humble soundtrack in the way that I view myself, and then to the way you guys are fleshing that out even more, the way I view myself in relationship with God and in purpose and and a, a driven life towards something the more that soundtrack helps me understand who I am, what I do in a healthy way that manages this tension that's really easy to swing the pendulum one side or the other. I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging balance to maintain yeah. because we do tend to go one side or the other and, and have to you know, make, I think, constant corrections to, to maintain that balance. Yeah, and that's where we need others in our lives to help us with that when we're swinging yep. a little too far because we have a moment where like, I failed, I'm not doing good, and we have the... Uh, you know, Eeyore is our spirit yeah. animal comes out and we're like, no, I'm no good. I'm no good. So I was talking with someone yesterday just trying to help them in their faith and growing and they just had like some serious bad soundtracks. And the way they were talking about it was just like, I'm fighting this thing and it's overcoming me and it's always going to overcome me. Is basically what they said without verbatim quoting them. And it was just really evident that's where they were. And then in the conversation, they said, you know, like you guys have been talking about soundtracks and like, but how do you, how do you get rid of the negative thought? Like he, he just felt really stuck. He was just like, this is, this is my reality and it's always going to be my reality, 
was the tone and the language and the way he structured his sentences. In so maybe we should dive into that a little bit as we identify some of the stuff that's not godly, it's not helpful, it's not true. Um, as we're helping each other, as we are becoming more self-aware, um, how do we help people when it's like, oh, okay, I I see that's a bad soundtrack, but that's that's just what it is. Yeah, it's so not, it's not changing it. What what immediately comes to mind, or, as you were talking, it came to my mind is is the the truth of Romans eight. I was just looking it up here. What verse it is? It's verse thirty-seven here. If I've got the right one, and it says, "In all these things, we overwhelmingly we're more than conquerors. We're exceedingly able to triumph over uh, these things. How through Him who loved us. And all these things, we're more than conquerors. We're more than, in other words, we're not the victim. We're not under. We're over. We're we're not, um, you know, at the mercy of life circumstances. You know, Paul says, in all these things, we we're more than conquerors. And, and here's a guy who, who went through some bad stuff. He was whipped five times. He was shipwrecked. He was hungry. He was imprisoned more than once. Um, but he says, you know, I, I rose above all those things. How? Through him who loves me. It's, it's you know, I, I did it Sunday. I, I, I went through that story of Paul on his way to Rome and how they ended up shipwrecked on an island. And the point that I was hoping to get across is that, you know, life happens to all of us circumstances. I mean, it's horrible what's going on now in the tor- tornado uh, affected, you know, the, the devastation there in the Midwest, Tornado Alley, and, and all the lives that have been lost and the property destruction and, and disruption of people's lives and stuff. It just, it's horrific. We all go through stuff like that. The difference is whether or not we respond through a lens of God's got me, he can make this work together for good. I'm more than a conqueror, even as bad as this is, I can rise above it. Or it, this is bad. It's probably going to get worse. This will never be better. You know, I'm a loser. God's probably mad at me. That's why this happened. I mean, it's all about the soundtracks with which you respond to life events. And we all experience stuff, good and bad. Yeah, like the pandemic. There's still some soundtracks hanging around from that. You think? That are about life or about others or about myself that are just horrific. And we think, oh, we're, this is, we're just this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to go. And we this just, is the new normal. Yeah, and whatever the soundtrack is, I think we think that's going to be permanent too. Did, what you were going to say something there? Yeah, jump in. Yeah, I think to your point earlier, like how do we help these these people who are saying, "Hey, this is," I mean, I'm stuck. This, this groove is so deep, I can't get the needle out of it. Right? This this groove is so deep. I've always thought this about myself. Or I mean, there's so much. I mean, we talk about addiction and all all of these things that are. Um, and so there's there's obviously varying levels of it, right? I, I said I said it. The more you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. So if you've thought this thought your whole life, right? I'm never gonna amount to anything. It's every day for forty some years, and you're like, well, no. I mean, I can't not think that thought. It's so deeply ingrained in my mind. So th- there's again varying levels of this. Sometimes it's easier. Week one, we talked about it, and we've been talking about it every week. Uh, reject it, replace it, repeat it. I think that's a great uh, strategy and form. We reject the negative thought, we replace it with the positive thought, and then we repeat the positive thought. Um, but there's some depth to that if it's this, yeah. right? That's, that's what I'm driving at. Like, it, what are some of those deep, deeper things to, to implement? Yeah, that? I mean, I think that there's, there's obviously, if there's, if it's a, an addiction or something, I think there's there's different therapy. There's even medication. There's groups like, like Freedom Ministries and Celebrate Recovery that 
that are specific to you know maybe porn addiction or whatever it is that um, have really specific steps that are going to help with that thing that I think are really beneficial. Um, and it, there's so many things across the spectrum that it takes really deep in, in directed focus on the soundtrack, right? So it's hard to make a blanket statement of, well, if, if, you know, just do this. Right. And, and I, I like to remind people, how, how did you get where you are? You got there a little bit at a time over the course of, like in the case of this person you're talking about, apparently many years, right? It's so deeply ingrained. And, and, and you got there one day at a time, one thought at a time, one experience at a time, one life event that you, you know, processed at a time. So it's unrealistic to expect that just with a snap of a finger or, or a wave of a hand or just do this one thing uh, for three days and you'll be awesome. It, no, it's incremental. You, you come, you, you start getting new grooves established, one life experience, one thought process at a time. And, and I think sometimes people who are uh, stuck like that undervalue the importance and, and the effectiveness of those l little things. Just take a step today in the right direction. Yeah. Instead of today thinking, you know, I am just, I'm going to just be overwhelmed by this for the rest of my life. Say out loud, no. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. I'm a conqueror through yeah. him who loved me. Just hear yourself say that. Right. Write that down, put it on the mirror. I, I, I know some of those things can become gimmicky and seem kind of silly, but anything you can do to move the needle the other direction is a good thing. Yeah. God didn't think it was gimmicky. He said, talk about them with your kids when you're going through the day. Yep. Write them on some doorposts, put them on your forehead. Like yep. Put them on he your He said you could dash. go further than writing it on the mirror. You could write it on your heart like that. that he you does. Know, just, yeah. just get in there. That was a Jesus <laughs> chook right yeah, there. We're, we're going to let him do that. <laughs> so, I don't think I should be trying that. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing you did great, you had uh, 61 slides on Sunday, which usually means... Way I'm thinking, like, yeah, you nailed 30, an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, I'm like, it's, uh, depending on my like, I'm reading a big section or the stories I want to involve. Like, I'm kind of like a minute a slide to to estimate, you know, ish. But just to be clear, now most of those slides had either two lines of text or three, right? Because it's that lower third on the screen. Yeah. So it's not like four Pages. verses on a slide. Yeah, but like twice as much as normal week. It it, it was yeah. way more than I normally do for sure. And we had a soundtrack going about Craig during the morning. <laughs> like, oh, geez, this is going to be, how is he going to do this? Yeah, it's not even possible. I, again, I'm just thinking, like, even just the physics even of 30 it. 30 seconds a slide, and then he's got to have breath great. in between. And it didn't feel rushed either. No, That's and the, the reality thing. is that when I've had half that many slides, I've preached 10 minutes longer. Like twice as long, maybe. Well, not twice as long. Because you, you feel the room. You're like, oh, I got time. I got room. <laughs> yeah. I only got a couple more to get they're, to. They're in on this, too. So, Everyone no, I, right on that. I landed the plane right I on time. I didn't say and um once. They're loving this. And, you know, <laughs> I wonder, wonder what the counter is for me on this podcast. I got a couple. I gave Craig and I earlier. You were... Right, I was like, <laughs> oh, for <gasps> sure. Oh, for sure. But then I stopped listening. For sure. There's going to be... Somebody, somebody should be doing a little tally marks right now. No. So to your point, Craig, of like the everyday building, the habits, changing things, changing my thoughts, coupled with the action, saying it out loud. I think those are super practical steps that we can take. I think we do have to really do the work and go, I'm going to reject it. Yep. Mm -hmm. We don't want to actually reject it at times. You mentioned that on Sunday. You're like, I kind of want to sit in this. Yep. I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. I've been hurt. 
We like to indulge ourselves. I like to sometimes. indulge in that. It feels kind of good in a vindictive, in a weird, sick, twisted way. Yep. Like, and, and I'm going to get back at them. I'm going to hold out, and they're going to feel what I've felt. And so we're not rejecting it. And we're pulling people genuine, into that. We're, think, we're not yeah. only not rejecting it, we're, we're embracing we're it. We're hugging it. Digging it down <laughs> deeper, just graining it in there, like just grinding it in there. And, and I think now more than ever, we want to bring other people into that. Like, oh, carry my offense with me. Yeah, so we'll sit put it on this, social media. Sit and in see this with me. Like, and even, like, the vague posts, like, oh, you know who you are. I can't believe what you did. And, like, then people are like, yeah, get them. And then we just, we want people to sit in that with pile us on. And just, it goes deeper and deeper. And that's what I was having this, this conversation with the person yesterday was about, about this whole thing of, like, they were waiting for this other thing to be this magic cure. And it would fix this, this, and this issue that they brought up. And they wanted to be more engaged with their family and a better husband and a better leader and a better father. And they thought this other thing was this, like this magical pill. And I was like, no, if you th- want that to change, your engagement, like reading the scriptures with your family, something they brought up, I was like, you do that today. You just jump in. And it what it, it's not going to fix these other issues. And I even said that, like, what you're looking to is not going to fix this. And they said, yeah, it won't. So why are why are you keep going on this track? Like, well, I feel stuck, and like, no, you got to reject that, and you got to go. God did not give me a spirit of timidity, of power, love, and a sound mind. I have a mind that has a will and a decision that is holy because the spirit of God is in me, mm-hmm. and the fruit of the spirit is in me and coming out of me. That the power in me is greater than the power that's in the earth in yeah. the world. R- Romans uh, ten. I think it's 10, says faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a dynamic there that's powerful. And and that's not just me listening to a preacher. It's that, you know, I I have faith be built up in me. It'll it'll rise up. It'll be strengthened as I listen to someone preaching, proclaiming the truth. But but it's also true when I proclaim it, when I hear myself say what's true. Mm hmm. It has a, a way of strengthening my faith. It's like, yeah, that is right. God does love me. I am more than a conqueror. Yeah. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. I don't have to be afraid. When I hear myself actually say that stuff, even if I'm all by myself, it's helpful. Yeah, somebody, you did that for us as a community on Sunday, right? I did. And somebody I was sitting next to, they leaned over and go, we've done this before. I said, yep. And if we do it again and again and again, how's that bad? Right. I don't know where exactly they're coming from, but it's kind of like, wait. This is familiar, like, but I literally think we've done this exact same verse before, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was kind of the implied, the tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. We should yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. We until, should do it tomorrow until, and the until next day. Until it goes day. from our mouth to our head to our heart and, and well, changes but we're our never, lives. But we're never done with it. No. You know, the scriptures and following Jesus is it's meditative literature and it's a relational thing. So when can you give up on staying connected to Christ and hearing his voice and being transformed by him. Like, if you're following Jesus, you should desire to be transformed by Christ each and every day. And to reject things, to not sit in our own selfishness and jealousy and envy and, you know, evil heart motives. And we have to know what we're saying yes to. So you got to go, ah, I want to say yes to loving Jesus with all of my heart, soul, strength, and mind in the midst of this uh, time. I got to say yes to that, and I can't be saying yes to that when I'm sitting over here in my selfishness because my wife and I had a fight last week, and it was kind of, huh, and it hung out for about 36 hours, and 
um, hypothetically, she came to me in the garage one time and was like, hey, how are we doing? And I was just sitting in my own... When someone says hypothetically, doesn't that mean that it actually happened? Yeah. No. I mean, no. Like, when they <laughs> mention a specific moment and a point and a time. You, as you, the, the further you got in that sentence, I was like, oh, this isn't oh, like this, a... Cause we've I'm drawing been, from <laughs> not real life. Oh, real life. But just choosing... I know a guy who... I know a guy once uh, <laughs> who had a bad soundtrack and just kind of sat in it for a while. And you can't, you can't say, I love God and hate your brother. It's in John. Like... You can't hold both of those things. And so I wasn't hating my wife. Simmer down, anybody who's thinking that. But I just wanted to kind of sit in my own junk for a bit. And I was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is not what I want. It's ultimately not what I want in our relationship, in our family. And so choosing different, choosing different to follow Jesus, to love my wife like I love myself. What are you guys' thoughts? I'm throwing out a bunch of random, not really random, but different big questions here i think what do you think jesus is really getting at when he says love your neighbor as yourself and i say it because i ask it because i think we have a culture of self-indulgence and selfishness and like it's kind of under the guise of like self-care and take time for yourself and but it's really a selfish motive and a selfish heart and so you're like oh i'm just loving the people like i would love myself and i need more self time and more me time and more selfishness time i think it's confusing on what Jesus is driving at when he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And like, well, you, Kyle, to love God and others, you got to love yourself first. And I don't hear Jesus saying, love yourself first. Because I think that's coming from, for most of the time, for most people, it's coming from a, a selfish in me-centered life and universe. And it's not God and others-centered life and universe. Jesus didn't say, go love yourself first. How how clear was that rambling and question yeah, there? I got it, and then you kept going. There might have been a few andums in there as you kept going. See how that's uh, that's my <laughs> I I full fully on like full well. What I don't even know what I'm saying right Are now. You done? <laughs> no. Just stop for a second. I'll, I'll give you some time to think. I like uh, to process out loud. I appreciate that. Um, the first thing that I think of is our um, just our propensity, our just natural way to think about our own needs. Like, you don't have to teach someone to be, you know, like, in self-preservation. Like, we will do what we need to do to survive because we need to survive. We need, you know, warmth and shelter and whatever. We'll do what it takes. And so I think a lot of times when Jesus talks about love, you know, love is choosing the best for somebody. Love is choosing to put somebody first. And we do that naturally with ourselves. I want to make sure I'm going to go to bed and wake up tomorrow. I need to eat so I have fuel for my body. I need to, you know, if this hurts, I'm going to do something different to make sure this doesn't hurt. And if, you know, that's just natural. You don't have to think about that or, or work really hard to be like, hey, you should try to be alive better, right? Like, we just do that. And so I think a lot of, you know, first, there, it's really deep, so there's lots of layers to it. But first and foremost, it's look out for the needs of others the way that you naturally do for yourself. You think about yourself a lot. And look out for the needs of others the way that you, the way I built you to do that for yourself. I want you, Jesus built us to know those things naturally and to breathe without thinking about it and all these things. Do that for others. Look out for their needs. No, I think that's a great starting point. I think that's the foundational. How did you say it? Do you remember? Can you say it again? I said just look out for the needs of others the way you naturally look out for your own needs. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's primarily what Jesus is 
driving at is like when you're hungry, you go to the kitchen, start eating, and then sometimes we have the, oh, hey, did you want something? Are you hungry too? And it's a secondarily we're thinking about others where Jesus is saying, oh, yeah, do that for others, like, but up front and first and not just your own interests. Like, hey, I'm making a sandwich. Do you want one too? Because you probably are hungry. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's well said. And, and Paul says something very similar to that in Philippians chapter 2. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And, and I, another translation will emphasize the fact, not looking to your own interests only, but also to the interests of others. It, it, it is, it's, it's that. It's, I, I, I'm hungry and I need something to eat, and I'll bet that guy does too, right? It's, it's not just about me, but, but it's recognizing that the things that I do that are right and healthy to, to take care of the needs I have are things I can maybe help the next person with. And, and I, I, I think you're right. He didn't say love your neighbor as yourself and to do that, you have to love yourself first. He didn't, there isn't that caveat to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I think what he's also driving at there, the, the Lord is saying, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself and not, not as you indulge yourself or as you cater to yourself or as you, you know, um, make yourself, you know, in some selfish way, the, the most important uh, thing. No, loving yourself is, is saying, hey, self, you know, it's not all about you. Hey, self, you, you don't need to, you know, go overboard with that. Hey, self, you know, that, that's, it's not love your neighbor as you indulge yourself. It's love your neighbor as you love yourself. And when I love myself, it's not me doing stuff out of selfishness or out of self-indulgence or whatever the case might be. If I really am loving myself, then I'm doing the things that are good for me. And that might require a little discipline and maybe actually saying no to myself. Yeah, and one of the good things for us is serving others. And there's something that can that's good for that us. can only happen as we serve others that is helpful for us that we can't get anywhere else. You can't do enough self-indulgence Agreed. and self quote unquote self-care when it's all about you. Like when you give to others, there's a blessing and there's something that is good for our soul and our it spirit develops character in our heart and our mind Maturity. that only happens as giving to others. I agree. I've said it for years. It's you know, so true. I got them a gift and I got me one too because I'll feel better about myself. It, it there's some it takes away from it and I don't understand it all but I just know Jesus said it's better to give than to receive and serving others is the is the purpose not to the unhealthy detriment of sacrificing our own you know taking care of ourselves if yeah. if you're if you're running so ragged that your family falls apart because you're quote unquote serving others you're not following Jesus properly you're not loving yourself actually you're you're hurting yourself well, and you're hurting your family, and you're like, okay, my kids get the uh, get the boot because I got to go care for all these other people, and you know, yeah, that's a good take point. care of your own household first, or you're worse than an unbeliever. Exactly, what the scripture says. You mentioned self care earlier, and and it, it sounded a little bit like you might be suggesting that self care is a bad thing. No, actually, there's a there, in, there is some of it that in goes the vein way too I was far. in the vein I was talking about, whereas in our it's, culture, it's an excuse to not serve others, and it's this self indulgence thing, and it's escapism, right? And so, and, yes. and I, I understood that that's what you were saying, but I just wanted to circle back to that because there is a healthy place, a right place for self care. Uh, Jesus uh, practiced self care. 
he'd get up early in the morning and go out to a, a place by play himself. Play a round of golf. And, and spend time with his father. Oh, okay. So he's praying he, and reading the scriptures yeah, for exactly. self-care. Because he knows that he needs that. It, it's kind of like, you know, what they say in the airplane, put your own air mask on first mm-hmm. and then that of your child, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't do that, then you're not going to be able to help your child. What if you're Jesus? Do you think he would have needed an air mask? Full, yes. Full I don't humanity. Think, he was I don't full, think Jesus would have been flying on a plane because he wouldn't need a plane to get just, from point A to point B. Just throwing it out there. Like, but I mean, I, I've he always ended some you know natural loss stuff while he was here, so uh, he could have went around and maybe helped everyone first. No, he still he still had lungs that needed to fill with air as a human. I don't know. He had like remember the transfiguration moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there was some Jesus su- after the supernatural. No, this before I'm after saying, all. I'm all saying this up. Remember that, that walk on water part? Like he, yeah, he, yeah, def- defied some of those natural laws. Sure. So breathing air for a few minutes might might yeah. be possible. Okay, man, Throwing it's it a good out debate. There. Anyway, I something I've always said, and I think that this kind of wraps it back up with the self care. I've always said to people uh, about this idea of serving others: you, you can't pour out of a cup that's empty, right? And you can't. You can't pour out your life without filling it up. And so there's a huge part of that in your relationship with God, seeking him, spending time with him, taking care of your needs. Yeah, working, you know, all the time because for a good cause. And it's really easy for the, the guys on this podcast and sitting in these, these couches to go, for me, to go, yeah, I'm working extra hours for the kingdom of God. My pastor job is super important, but now I'm tired and I'm not spending time with my wife and I'm not giving, you know, time to my emotional needs and all these kind of stuff, but it's for Jesus. And I mean, you mentioned it. We sacrifice these things on the altar of serving people or the church. And then it's like, oh yeah, my kids hate me. And my wife, you know, is, has left me or whatever it is, or, you know, my friends are, I'm now I'm, I'm an alcoholic and I'm watching porn and all this kind of stuff because I'm working too hard and I didn't take care of myself and my own needs, my own health, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Um, so, so there's a balance to be maintained there, of course. Yeah, I just, as a culture, we've swung it too far, and it's getting promoted to for consumerism to sell products and services for people to, like, take care of yourself. Take care. Nobody's taking care of themselves enough. Yeah, no, no, time out. Yeah, there are a ton of people taking care of themselves properly. Having margin is what we're talking about, saying no to things, not finding our identity, identity and value in work and success. That is a large part of it, settling in to know who I am in Christ and being okay to, like, I shut it down time off Shut clocked it, it out i don't have to feel like i got to keep being successful at work and i'm oh man if you i'm i'm on a bit of a rant today i don't even know why like there's this stuff rolling around and we don't i don't come in with like all this stuff prepared but there's too much of a soundtrack of i'm so busy man oh we're just been slammed we've been busy and it is so connected to people feeling valuable and that they're worth something because of their schedule is so jam-packed. And if you were to slow down and you have a day off, it feels so weird and you feel kind of worthless when you take time for rest in a normal rhythm. There is That is an alarm going off that is something is wrong. You know what it is? I just I feel, realized it. You know what it is? I feel that at times. You know what it is? It's I feel because unproductive. I'm, did I say it, Ando? I'm just going to keep going. No, no go I ahead. Just, I, this isn't really that serious. It's because you haven't golfed enough lately. Because dear, you haven't had that. Dear Lord. That rest relationship on the golf course amen that's what i'm feeling so. did you give me a christmas present are we taking a trip no. are we going somewhere warm and sunny <laughs> playing had, around i wish i would love you the way i love myself and giving you a trip to hawaii to play some golf that and that's what jesus was talking about <laughs> we have solved it this is true this is true i need some self-care craig i need a good 18 holes 
Okay, whatever you say. Yeah, he's just shaking his head. But I don't even remember exactly where I was. But no, I think, yeah, I, I think the foreignness. Oh, I, the foreignness of slowing down and people's like, oh, I'm busy. I got this soundtrack. Oh, we're just how you doing? Oh, we've been running. We've been busy. There's seasons of that, but it it is a sneaky way for the enemy to get our our value and our identity as a person into our stuff. I'm actually dealing with that now as I'm going into retirement. I'm realizing, okay, how much of my value and self-worth and purpose was tied into the things that I did for a job yeah. as a lead pastor? Do, do I still have the value that I've always had? And, and why am I feeling some of the things I'm feeling? I was talking to somebody just yesterday, a group of pastors that we, we got together, and he said, how are you doing with that? And I said, well, actually, retirement's an adjustment for me just psychologically and emotionally. Um, I'm enjoying the the fact that I don't have the responsibility and and um, you know the 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 freedom that I have in my schedule and all that. There, there's lots of pluses, but there's still an adjustment because of the thing that you're putting your your finger on there. That that you know for decades, I understood who I was by what I did in a lot of ways, and and I knew better, but that still is easy to do. It's just like you no. Know, my value is tied in with what I do. I serve Jesus and then lead this church and whatever. And so I'm having to sort that out, and that's good for me. And then beyond that, I mean, for for you, for me, it's you know, it's weekly, but it's seasonally, right? Like I did really good at it this week. That me- lots of people told me that message I spoke was good, so it raises. And the next week is like, yeah, I kind of bombed. I didn't get across what I wanted to, right? And or, or seasonally at work, like, yeah, we're really busy this this quarter. Is up and to the right, and so then we feel really good, and, and this value in our identity and our soundtrack is there because we, and then the oh, but this quarter uh, we took a hit, it's rough, and uh, I maybe I didn't work hard enough, or I took a vacation, and now I feel this guilt because I took a vacation with my family, and then you know, third quarter earnings were down, oh no, right, or whatever it is, the attendance at church, or the offering, or you know, small group, you know, like no. Nobody's coming to fusion. Whatever it is, these seasons of we can let that, again, our identity and then our, our worth and our value ebb and flow with that in a really dangerous way. And then under the guise of self-care, yeah. messes with that even more. Then it blows up and we're burnt. And then we're like, I need some time to myself. And I need some self-care. And I'm going to escape. I'm going to shut down. I'm going to go a day by myself. I'm going to go weekend. We got to get away. We got to, you know, right? Because it's this wall. Jesus said, you know, love your neighbors, you love yourself. I'm not loving myself enough. I got to get away. It's like, no, you need to have rest. Jesus worked six days, took a rest day. Yeah. There, there, I mean, we again, don't, we don't a, think about that. There's a healthy place for self-care and margin in our life, all that stuff, for sure. But Jesus said, if you're not willing to deny yourself and take up your cross, you're not worthy to be my disciple. Bingo. There's a place for self-denial, a place for self-sacrifice. A place for us just well, is bucking the way, it up. It is the way of following Jesus yeah. to go. My life is not my own. So again, so, there's a tension there, but but it we don't it needs always to be we don't always think about this. The Savior of the world, who was at busy full time preaching the good news, traveling around city to city, he took an entire rest day every single week because he was a Jew and he grew as a Jew, right? And so. Friday, right. right? I'm looking right. at you guys right. like, oh, no. Like, oh. So no, Friday, Friday at sunset, the, everything was shut down, and you couldn't do any work until Saturday evening. That was their normal week. Except on occasion, he did what the Pharisees thought was work. Dun, dun, he would heal dun. somebody 
and they would give him the third degree for it. Right, and then he's bringing up the point of like, listen, man wasn't built to like follow these laws. The laws were to help us govern our lives to follow the way of God. And so, yeah, they walk through a field, they pick some grain, and then they're eating, and they're like, they worked, they shelled wheat. Anywho, um, so we got to land this plane here. Any other final thoughts? Well, or we're talking you guys about to we're talking about soundtracks, we and yeah. I think. You know, back to your conversation you had with this person recently that you're trying to help him get unstuck. Um, I, I want to circle back around to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It, well, actually, verse 10, actually. Um, it's a wonderful little passage. It says, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. That's the devil. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So it's, it's how do they have victory? How do they, how do they overcome this, this, this enemy of their soul who accuses them before God day and night? I don't even understand fully what that means. That's just mind-blowing to, to think that, there's, that our enemy's up there just bad-mouthing us constantly, right? But he's been hurled down, and we triumph over him ourselves by the blood of the lamb appealing to what Jesus did on our behalf we, in Christ we have all these benefits and blessings and by the word of their testimony and that goes back to what I was saying earlier when we say it out loud there's power in that when we tell our story when we uh, repeat the truth of God's word when we declare the things that we know to be true uh, about who God is who he wants to be in our life what our life is who we are to him those are powerful things our words have power to, to help us overcome the stuff that we struggle with, the, the bad soundtracks. Yep, and that's what I told him I was going to do. Just I was like, I'll just follow up with you on an email on a few of these. I just wanted to, I said, so you have it in writing, and I'm just going to go to BibleGateway.com, copy and paste a few of the scriptures and help him replace, reject that stuff and replace it with the truth and keep saying that. So, well, we're landing this plane for Christmas, and um, we'll be off for a couple of weeks back in the new year with a guest, and... When we're back in the new year with the guest, will we have an announcement on the victory, the winners of the Olympics? The Langhands Olympics. That's what you should call it. The Olympics? That's the family Olympics. It should be the Langhands Olympics. It probably depends on who wins. If if we both lose, we may not want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) If one of us wins, we for sure will be talking about it. Hey, speaking of soundtracks I don't know if you know about the braggadociousness. just, Just Sunday at the party. Um, somebody was talking to me about the Olympics, and I said, yes, you know, we got just a couple more weeks, and he and I do a bragging rights because we've been the defending champions all year. And then I said, and, but it can only go down from there. And he, and he looked at me and goes, is that your soundtrack? Oh, man. He, like, pulled me up short. It's like, right. oh, wait a minute. No, no, I didn't mean that. I yeah. meant, no, we're going to triumph is better. Yeah. two years in a row. I realized, no, I got a soundtrack that's anticipating the worst. Yep. That's good news for you. That soundtrack. Well, yeah, the bad news is I realized it before the Olympics. I'm already up in your head. (laughs) That's what we say, right? Like, you get over a a putt in golf and you're like, oh, I'm going to miss this. This is going to be short. I'm going to underneath. That literally used to be my my putting routine. I would, my timing, make this putt, make this putt, make this putt. In your head, you're you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, yeah, there's a psychological thing. You walk up like, this is a makeable putt. Already in my mind, I'm like, oh. Not, oh man, this is a difficult putt. Hopefully, I get it close. Oh, there's no way this goes in. It breaks yeah. so hard here and double breaks. And yeah, we so just like do I that said, all throughout. Sydney and I can win again. You got it. And Two we time will. champs. Yeah. Make this putt. 
because it wasn't a fluke, and no people ask us all the time. You you guys went soft on him, right? You guys kind of <laughs> no, you did not. You, you let him win. I mean, he's retiring. Up. You know, you like, wanted him to have. Some I am offended. Do you not know me? <laughs> yeah. I do not. <laughs> have you met me? Well, and Ben and Amanda for sure. I mean, nobody eases up. I remember Ben. He was just like, no, that can't be true, and he kept doing the numbers and the math. It's like right. What? Except for Jeremy. He'll what? be like, I quit. I'm going to be done. We know when he eases up. He's like, I'm done. I don't want to play no more. Well, that's, that wasn't about yeah. letting us win. That was just no, he's like, he was I'm so done. fine. I'm, yeah. just, I'm going to go get another cup of coffee. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm out. Chill. So yeah. new year, new guest, and we will probably have we will have a maybe defending champ or a new champ to crown. Right. And hey. if you have any thoughts on content as we help us uh, this next year, if we want to... If you got some ideas, you're like, hey, I'd love for you guys uh, to dissect and talk about this topic or this section of scripture, those kind of things. Feel free to hit us up, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll have a great Christmas. I hope you enjoy your time with family, friends, celebrating God and who he is in our lives, and have a wonderful holiday season following Jesus. We'll see you in 2022.